This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Welcome back, happy hour listeners. And I want to first start by saying this is probably going to be the last time we call you guys that because today is the day where we will be voting on a name for all of our listeners out there. We've been asking you guys to send in your suggestions for names. So our inbox has thankfully been flooded. We've narrowed it down to some amazing options. And so just in a little bit, Rachel, we're going to be narrowing it down for the final two and then let you guys, all of our listeners decide, because of course you need to have a say. You've had a say since the beginning and we need your voices to be heard. Uh, So we will be going on the Instagram account later today to vote after this episode airs. So don't forget to check us out and give us your input. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't like calling y'all Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. It's too long. It's a mouthful. We need something cute, fun. We need to create our own community. So this Mm -hmm. honestly has been a long time coming, and that's our fault. We probably should have started this a lot sooner, but don't worry about that. Let's let bygones be bygones. We're here now. We're going to have the poll up. You better vote. I think that we got some really good suggestions for names. You know, we'll, we'll narrow it down to the two best, and, you know, you guys do your part and vote. And speaking of voting, while I while I have your attention, let's make sure we vote in our local <laughs> and our local, regional, state, 
whatever, local, county, regional. regional, state, national elections. Let's just make sure we vote, period. Okay. Just always vote. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're in, we're in scary times right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm off that soapbox, I want to get to you guys about who we're having on the podcast today because who we're having on today is she's just one of a kind. You have been writing into us for months. You guys are always requesting certain people on the podcast, but this is probably one of our biggest requests. And I understand why. Becca understands why. But I'm happy that you guys get to really see how great she is. She's an OG. She is Bachelor royalty. Some may call her the queen. And she's honestly... No, you should be calling her the queen if you're not already. Mm-hmm. But she's living proof that this process and this show, they work. It really, mm-hmm. They really do. And she's an amazing example as a woman, a mother, a friend, and a bachelorette. And we'll be having none other than Trista Sutter on to talk about everything related to The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, just to check in with her, talk to her about life after The Bachelorette, what she's been doing, what she learned, and what advice she has for us, for future people coming on this franchise, and just life advice in general. Mm-hmm. I, Rachel, I cannot wait to have her because we kind of know her. We got to know her at the Bachelorette reunion last year, and I feel like the world hasn't seen enough of her, and she just has this amazing spirit. You know, when you think of the Bachelor and Bachelorette, you think of, obviously, Chris Harrison. That's yeah. the first name I think that pops into everyone's head. But let's be honest, no one really remembers the first couple Bachelors, and maybe there's a reason for that, but everybody (laughs) remembers Trista because she did pave the way, and she had the, I think, the first love story that is still lasting to this day because of the show, and so we're going to get her on. We're going to pick her brain on uh, what she went through because it was so different than probably what we experienced on her season, and so I cannot wait to chat with her. I can't either. And I'll and I'll just say, too, that I think coming because I was so anti the franchise before coming on, you know, I didn't watch it. I didn't relate to it Mm -hmm. and connect to it. I was just in open to something new and what it and what it could bring in life and love. And even coming off The Bachelor and then The Bachelorette, I wasn't in a mindset of connecting to other bachelorettes and I mean, I had talked to the ones kind of right before me, but I just wasn't in that mindset because I was just thinking about the show, the people that I was on the show with. And so that's what I'm really excited to talk to Trista about because I have to give her credit for being the one to reach out, to connect us, and to make sure that we, we hold strong to being women and bachelorettes and going through this experience together. So anyways, enough from us because... Trista can can say it so much better because, you know, she started this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's my one, yeah. one curse word for the podcast. All right. So before we get Trista on, we have to get back to business, Rachel, because we've rounded up 20 of our favorite names. And so we're going to... We're going to start out, we're going to narrow it down and make it a little bit easier. And then from there, we're going to pick our top two favorites. And then, like I said before, we're going to have an Instagram poll. So don't forget to check out our page today. It's going to air right after this episode. So check it out because as Rachel said earlier, you got to vote. You You can't have an opinion unless you vote, people. Let's start now. These are baby steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. After you do this, then you register (laughs) if you're not already. (laughs) You go vote. Please, please. We'll make it easy. All right, Becky, yes. I'm excited and nervous because we have a lot of options. So thank you for everyone who submitted options when we ask you to. But we have to narrow it down to just one. And 
honestly, we we have to like it because this is what we're mm-hmm. going to be calling them. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and read the list. And then after that, we'll narrow it down to the two, like you said, Becca, and um, put the poll up. <laughs> Do you think? And I'm not curious? even going to say this is going to be fair because if y'all like something <laughs> we don't like, I don't know. Do you do you think this is how parents feel when they're picking out a name for their children? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> I I have a feeling there's it's not really as much of a joint effort as you think. I think because it, it's going to come down to what I like. Because I'm going to be like, I have to push this baby out. It affects my body, my health. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I have to be okay when I'm calling this baby for the rest of its life. That's true. Um, but but yes, I yes, this is this is kind and of what it's it, like. Because this is our baby. You're right, Becca. Yeah, this is our baby. But I guess yeah, it's it's hard because we don't have a face for the name. We have many faces, and so yes. we just yeah, it's gonna you know Rachel and I will narrow it down, but. Also, too, it's going to be what we like because yeah, we got to call you guys it. So, uh, okay, to start it off, we just got to make it easy, simple. We got batches. B A C H E S. Batches. What up, batches? <laughs> <laughs> does have a ring to it, right? It does have a ring to it. Okay, so I'll read. I'll read the the ten, and then you read ten. Okay. Got okay. It. Okay. So okay. two. We've got B H Hers. It's a mouthful. It's a little tough. Mm-hmm. It looks great on paper. I don't know if it's great coming out of our mouths. We've got Hapschlers. 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 I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Rosebuds, which I feel like is another podcast. A cute name. Yeah. Not quite sure. Five, we've got Batchies. Um, six, Petal Pushers, which, you know, is a, a fashion trend as well. Some play on words, if you yeah. will. Seven batch teenies. Do you like martinis? I love a good dirty martini. Really? With okay. Blue cheese stuffed olives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you have to like olives to like uh, to really appreciate martinis, and I don't. Yeah. So, and I like it extra dirty, so it's basically olive juice. But that's what. But I don't do like I can't do a gin one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, bachelor besties. And drinking buddies. Okay. These are okay. good. We've got more. Right. So we, we still have half to go. So adding on, we got happies. <laughs> I don't know why that one's so funny to me. It's like... Does it make you happy? What, what? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know. Like, not everyone's going to be happy when they're listening to it. I don't know. That's, <laughs> That's just very me. true. All right. We got the pod squad. Just kind of cute. I feel like that can apply to any podcast. We have Bachelor Warriors. Sounds like a, ba- uh, a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, I'm guessing you like that one. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying yet. I'm not saying. Okay. Okay. We got Clinkers, which is kind of cute if you're like clinking your glasses. Mm-hmm. Bachelor Bays, Rosies. Now this one, Rach. I feel like you already coined this term. But we got the R&Bs. Uh, it's, I know. It's cute, but it's been done. But it's, been, it's for you and Brian, <laughs> It's for me and Brian, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, a couple more. We got the Shakers, the Bachelor Babies, or the Drunken Roses. But <laughs> I have to add one because somebody actually did DM me and I liked it. Okay. And if you hate it, So this tell is your me. vote. Okay. This is, with the, well... I kind of want to vote for two, but I know I can't. Okay. But I kind of liked this and it was 
Batchaholics. That's actually really cute. I thought you were going to just say it like it's her no, crickets there. No, <laughs> I said it no because I said it in my head three times. No, that's why. Not because I was hesitant. If, you know, if I didn't like it, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm spelling it out. I think it's super cute, actually. Batchaholics. And it makes sense. And it makes sense for happy hour. I, I read it and I was like, I'm I, actually low key really into it. The more I said it. Well, so am I. <laughs> and, and I wish I'm sorry, whoever DM'd me, DM me again, because I probably lost it. But I did actually no, I think I screenshotted it. I'll go through my my pictures, but okay, I'll really message you it. a very good one. So I, I mean, I think I have to say that's one of my top choices. That's 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 got to be one of mine, too. So we're, we're <laughs> narrowing it down to two. Okay. Batchaholics for sure. Okay. The more I keep saying it, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about it, and I'm just I'm seeing it on T-shirts. I'm seeing it written. I'm seeing what up, our little batchaholics. Like it's it's it encompasses the happy mm-hmm. hour, and I'm I'm so into it. My other choice, I like it. It's it's got it all. Yeah, this mm-hmm. kind of has my vote. Sorry, I'm kind of selling it. That was a good one. Um, and they were all good choices. Everybody who sent in a choice, thank you, because that's what we asked, mm-hmm. and they're all good. And it is hard to choose from. But we can only choose two. So we both agree on Batchaholics. Mm-hmm. My next choice would be Batches. I actually agree with that, too. When we, Because that was the first one we said. And it uh-huh. kind of reminds me of like, hey, Batches, except Right, but batches. we're not saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I think they're both kind of cheeky a little bit. I like them exactly. both. Exactly. I was going to say um, my third choice, which I don't love as much as the first two. I kind of liked the clinkers, but not as much. It's not as catchy. Yeah. I I think clinkers, It's so this is what's hard about picking the name because it's not just what we're calling it. I, we're thinking bigger than this. We're thinking posters, mm-hmm. t-shirts, mugs, drinks, drinking mm-hmm. glasses. Um, I'm just thinking of how it looks. So like clinkers, I like in theory, but I can't see it all the way around. I, I, I like mm-hmm. what we've narrowed it down to. My other one was going to be, I like pod squad, but then when you said uh, that could go for any podcast, I thought she's mm-hmm. correct. So that's, that was <laughs> Rachel's going to take it for her other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're the thought warriors. That's what we call our listeners. Thought warriors. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's why you like the bachelor warriors. No, I did not like Bachelor Warriors, actually. Sorry to whoever, whoever I came think up my, with it. I think my honorary mention would be, I am such my mother's daughter, because this is probably one that she would pick. I really kind of liked the pedal pushers, like a rose petal. Yes, but that's cute. But then again, I don't think it fits us quite. No. We're not quite there. I, if, if I had a top five, pedal pushers would be in it. Mm-hmm. Other close ones were batch teenies for me. I like drunken roses, but I don't want to call our listeners drunken, you know? Yeah. So I think this was easier than I thought. Was- like Becca, I thought we were gonna have to debate this, go at it, <laughs> which means we're we're really on the same page. And I, I could go mm-hmm. with either one, batches or batch wait, batchaholics. <gasps> I almost mm-hmm. said it wrong, which is scaring me now. Batchaholics. Oh, no. Now Rachel's rethinking it. No, no, no. Batchaholics. You got to go with your gut. First instinct. Batches and batchaholics. I think that's it. Those we are the two. Down. Well, that was we easy. That was fun. I, I, I don't know about you, Beck. I feel good about both of those names. I do, too. I, I want to get to this, this poll for you all because I want to see if it's a pretty even split or if it's like going to be one blows the other out of the ballpark. It'll be interesting to yeah. see what you guys have to say. 
Absolutely. So we've narrowed it down to two. You're welcome out of 21 options or 20 options. We've narrowed it down to two out of 20 options, but you guys have to make the final decision. Of course, we want to include you. We're all a part of this family. So Becca already stated it before, but just in case you forgot, if you want to be a part of this, make sure you stalk our Instagram account today at Bachelor Happy Hour. You can find the poll there. It's going to be live for 24 hours. Make sure you vote. And then after that, I guess we'll find out the winner next week mm -hmm. of what our new name is going to be. And that's it, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. That's the last time we'll say that. Thank goodness. Good riddance. All right, everybody. Now that we've finally got that out of the way, it's time for our incredible guest. And I'm so excited to have her on because she's not only the OG Bachelorette, as well as our fairy bachelorette godmother, but most importantly, she is our friend, our confidant, someone who's been there since the beginning. And so we are so excited to catch up with her. So without further ado, Rachel, let's give a warm welcome to Trista. Trista, you we are best. so Thank happy you. to have you. So happy. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Patiently. My <laughs> apologies. We are long overdue for this. Yes. No, it's all good. Well, so I want to get into how you're doing with everything um, and just catch up on life. But first... I, I have to ask for myself, but I think all of our listeners out there want to know, what is your secret? Because, Trista, you have not <laughs> aged a day since you were on your season. And, like, what the hell are you doing? You need to share your secrets. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. Um, <laughs> so... I've gotten a couple people saying that and I'm just like, how much do I owe you? Um, because that's definitely not true. I mean, it's, it's really funny. I think that I, over the years have learned that good lighting is a girl's best friend. So, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when no. they saw me on the show the other day, I had really good lighting. Um, I've learned, uh, a little bit, uh, better makeup techniques. So there you go there. <laughs> And I think moisturize, 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 yes. you know, you're you guys. like, it's just, it's like, you are glowing. You were glowing back when you were the bachelorette, but you still are. And so I was going to say, like, if you were doing like olive oil on your face, I'm going to start doing that. I don't know <laughs> what it would be, but whatever Listen, you do, no, I got to do. No, and but I do use, um, Cetaphil, uh, like heavy cream. It's the cream. It's not lotion on my face. I used to use just lotion. And because I live in Colorado and it's super, super dry, I had to resort to cream. So there you go. No olive oil, but Cetaphil mm -hmm. cream is my secret. <laughs> I feel like you're being extremely humble because Becca and I have both been around you in person. Mm -hmm. So there's no lighting. That's not about makeup. <laughs> you guys, she just looks phenomenal. It's like, don't thank you for that's that's part of the beauty of you is your humility. But you know, let's just take a moment, you know, to praise you a bit. She really thank is that you. stunning in person. Yes. Yes. Thank um, you. I have to say, Trista, and this is I've, I say this all the time. I've never watched the show before being on it. So the yeah. greatest seasons has been really nice to go back and watch because I'm learning things in a different way. So, you know, I met you and I hadn't seen your season, but yeah. I know people are like, she, you know, she's the OG, she paved the way. And then I see the season and I'm like, no, no, no. She really is an OG. <laughs> mm -hmm. She really Aww. did pave the way. And it was so much fun to watch your season. And can I, another confession, yeah. I had no idea that Alex, is it Michelle, Michael? Yeah. 
Michelle. Didn't know he was the first Bachelor. I thought yeah. it was the Firestone guy. So no, I'm sitting yeah, here no. watching it like, who is this man? I thought it was the Firestone guy. I had no idea. I really need to update. Like, I there needs to be a Bachelor history book or something. For That's those so people. true. You're so right. Yeah. There does. I'll yeah. write it. Hey, no, that's, a, that's a money maker. So I, honestly, don't give it to the franchise. It needs do to be done. Let's get all, do family Let's tree. all of our bachelorettes and we're going to do it together. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We already have the group chat going. We might as well. That's <laughs> right. yes. I, it's so hard to even know where to start in this mm-hmm. interview because it's like, I want to start, you know, from where you are now, but then it's like, I want to go back to the season, but then I want to yeah. talk about your season. I remember coming into the, the, um, the reunion and I was so excited to meet you. Mm-hmm. I wanted Aww. to talk to you. I wanted to pick your brain because you knew the show different from when we did. And I'm not just talking about the fashion or yeah. even talking about you yeah. know, the setup was a little different. It's that there was no social media and all of that. So yeah. I guess I'll just start in saying, you know, you've watched all the seasons since you, you experienced your own how has it changed from you for you from then to now, like watching the show? Yeah, so many ways. There's so many little nuances that are different and, and logistics and the way that they do things. Um, obviously, social media is probably the biggest change since my season. But I do have to say that there were message boards. So on ABC.com, they would put you know, there was internet back then. <laughs> so they, they would put um, links to these message boards and message boards back then were kind of like Reddit where oh. people would start a thread and then comment, 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 comment. So you couldn't directly message the person that you were speaking about, but you could go off on whatever you thought. And so mm-hmm. I was... I was definitely criticized as you guys heard on, on the show on Monday. Uh, there were, there was a lot of press criticism for like, even before the show started slut shaming me and telling me that, how are you going to, you know, be able to hold your character and not look like a slut. And so there was a lot of that rhetoric and um, the message boards were definitely not kind. So I dealt with hatred in, in a different way, but in a similar way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, social media has totally changed the game in terms of, and I say the game, just, it's not a game to me um, for people out there who are going to say, oh, she used the word game. Um, it is different in that people, I feel like nowadays come on the show not all the time, because there are people who are still in it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but they come in it because they think that they're going to get Instagram famous and, and they know that they're going to get tons of followers just by being on the show. So I think that that dilutes a little bit of the reason that we all did the show and that's to find love, you know? So that, that's a sad occurrence to me, but I think mm-hmm. that is just the way that our culture is now. Um, and we just have to hope that there are people who are going to apply for the show who truly do want to find love and not just fame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, you know, there's little things like 
like high definition. It definitely wasn't high definition. Um, we did <laughs> like looked phenomenal. So I mean, you didn't even oh need gosh. high def. <laughs> oh, you need high def. Well, actually, maybe not because these crows. Be. But um, so, um, like, we had date boxes. We had. I would give. Um, they would give VCR tapes to the guys to find out or VHS tapes to the guys to find out what their dates were going to be. Um, they all did a video message to me before the rose ceremony. So I would go into, I can't remember the, what they called the room, but it was like a, you had all the guys' pictures and picture mm-hmm. frames against this wall. It was like the contemplation room or something like that. And I would stand there and like look longing to, longingly into their eyes and their photos and then listen to their video messages. And, and that was a, a fun little <laughs> thing that they used to do, which I actually wish that they still did. Um, I had friends of mine come on the show and stay in the house with the guys. Um, what? Yeah. They let for like them a do week. that? Yes. Oh, isn't that wow. crazy? So they stayed with the guys for a week and then they reported back to me. <gasps> I think it was a, me- a week. It might've been a few days. They reported back to me on who they liked, who they didn't like. And they set up dates um, based on who they chose. Why so that was a really that fun aspect away oh from my- the show. Why I know. Why? That I that's, think would be a game cold, changing. Like they need to do that again. Well, oh, it's kind of like, I think it was Hannah Brown season. They had Demi and Katie, I think the first night in the van watching the guys. And then they chatted with Hannah and reported back. But it's like, can you imagine if you could get some of your friends nowadays to go and keep an eye on those guys? Oh God, I'm making cuts. Like I would have maybe four guys left at the, like at the very beginning (laughs) just to get to know, because it'd be like, I've heard stories about you already. Yeah. Isn't that fun? So that was a big change too. I have to ask you because when I was watching it, I thought, wow, this is, it was, the, the quality was better. And, and by that, I mean, the reasons people would come onto the show, mm-hmm. the guys had actual jobs. That's right. why I, I honestly didn't think that I would find someone because I was like, oh, people are, aren't going to have real jobs or real, you know, goals. That's, that was my thinking. So yeah. I'm looking at the men that are on your show. I mean, you're going to people's houses. They, I mean, they, they really are established in their own right prior to coming on the show, which I thought was so great. Yeah. And then there wasn't that much drama. Now, granted, I saw, the, you know, the short version. I'm sure there was. But the show wasn't focused on the drama. And it really seemed to be focused on the conversations that you guys had. Like, you and your number two, I don't even remember his name. Charlie. But Charlie, but sitting in the, the vehicle talking. You're talking about the fantasy suite. You're talking about sex. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the... I just, I thought it was so good. So my, my question Aww. is, yeah. my question is, do you get frustrated watching the show now, seeing the sharp turn that it has taken from the time that you were on it? Yeah, for sure. I, I have always said that I kind of want them to go back to how it used to be in terms of like plucking someone out of obscurity, you know? And I think that Matt James is perfect for that because he hasn't been on a prior show. Um, you know, obviously not only for the diversity element, because no, I think sure. that was yeah, necessary, but I think that because no one knows him, we can all fall in love with him together, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's no preconceived notions. Um, so it is frustrating to me. I, it was very innocent back in the day. And, and, to your point, there was no drama with the guys. They had so much fun on my show. Um, and even on the first bachelor, it was not catty 
at all. Like we all truly got along. And I think that because production knows that they, if they want the the viewers to, you know, when you learn this, the elements of a story, like just the basics, when you're in elementary school, you learn that there has to be a villain or some kind of controversy, some, some element that will draw you in. And, and it can't just be all rainbows and unicorns all the time, right. you know? So mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, they learn that they need to, they need to kind of encourage that in a way. And so I think through casting, they realize that we, we need a villain. So who's going to be the villain. And then they go on to maybe encourage a little more drama than, you know, by, by your ITMs and the questions that they ask you and kind of leading you down a certain path. So, um, yeah, it is, it's, it is unfortunate, but as a viewer and someone who lives in the real world and is realistic about this stuff, um, I think that they need that drama in order to hold our attention as viewers, Mm -hmm. but it is, Mm -hmm. it is frustrating because I truly knowing that Ryan and I, have the success with story that we do and that we were there just to find love. I wish that it, it still was all about that. You know, I want to ask, speaking of Ryan, because you know, when you guys did meet, you met in, like, I like to say the show was like down to the basics. Like you were truly there. Hope, and you, you said it best. I think in your last day there, like you're hoping to find somebody you're compatible with that you felt fell in love with that works not only in the show world, but in the real world. And so yeah. I think, especially in the first season of the bachelorette, you had the ability because you didn't have social media coming from it. You didn't, you didn't leave the show expecting I'm going to be able to travel to all these cool places. And then, these parties are going to invite me all over the world. And there's all this like hype. I think when people get off the show, they think they're going to get all these brand endorsements. There's a lot now that comes from the show where back then it probably wasn't as much. What would you say to now people who, who are going on the show? You know, we know that Claire is now going to be soon filming with her guys. They're in quarantine now. Um, But they're, they're in this weird position now where they don't get to travel around the world on the show. Like people in the past have, they, they, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's kind of going back to the basics with her season. So what would you tell not only the guys going on Claire's season and coming out of it, but also heading into Matt James this season, because that's going to look a little bit different too. Um, Like, going into it what to expect and what to focus on when they're filming in this quote-unquote new sort of filming environment yeah well I think that um you know they're still gonna have it's the bachelor so they're gonna have once in a lifetime opportunities no matter where Mm -hmm. they are you know they'll have I'm sure recording artists actors comedians whatever I'm sure they'll have them on the show that sort of thing Um, so I, I am really looking forward to that. Like I, I have to say, I definitely have had a jealous bone in my body every single time (laughs) one of you all comes on and is like in Switzerland or New Zealand (laughs) or Bora Bora. And I like, oh my God, I went to Seattle. So, um, <laughs> I've never been to Seattle. Cool I've never been. Seattle is great. I love Seattle and it's where I fell in love truly with my husband. But, you know, I do love to travel. Bora Bora would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, you know, I think that they can still have an incredible experience and they still will if they fully give to the experience and are there and are vulnerable and are willing to, to, to really dig deep and get into that emotional part of what they need to do in order to find out if they're truly meant to be Mm -hmm. with Claire for the rest of their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think that because it's reality TV and it's the bachelor, they're going to still make it pretty Mm -hmm. fantastic. You know, the dates are going to be pretty cool. Um, But I, I'm really looking forward to getting back down why the show is created. Mm -hmm. This is something that I actually talked about it with Rachel and some of the other bachelorettes yesterday because we did a a little virtual brunch with some fans and one thing and it was so fun to to because they have been watching the show since the beginning and one thing that stuck out to me during that conversation is they brought up your season and how your dates they loved watching them because they felt like they were dates that they could do with their partner you know you were on a beach having a picnic it wasn't all of this I think it's fun for people to see the extravagant dates and it kind of takes them out of their world for a little bit but at the end of the day like that's not accessible to most people and so to be able able to watch your love story with Brian but some of the other guys too to just have more like a date that is accessible where somebody can go out and take a walk and talk and sit on the beach or have yeah. a picnic and just drink champagne um right that's something that stuck out to them that I think was really special and I'm hoping maybe it's not going to make for as great of tv but I really am I'm excited for Claire's season to see something like that where it's more about the conversation and that interaction and the connection as opposed to oh we're going to go in a hot air balloon with a world famous violin player you know that's not that's not (laughs) real to a lot of us you're so right I haven't thought about it like that but um I feel like a lot of people enjoyed watching Ryan and I and my season because it was relatable. Like Mm -hmm. they, just like you said, it was accessible. It was relatable. Um, and I love that too. Now, now you've got me even more excited for Claire's season because (laughs) I'm, I think that, um, we can focus as viewers on the development of the relationship. And to me, that's why I watch the show. I don't want to watch it necessarily for the fantastical elements. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's fun, but I watch it because I love love. I am a hopeless romantic. I love watching people fall in love, be in love, you know, everything about love. So I, I think that it's really truly getting down to why they created the show. And I, I love that. I'm so excited, even more mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. so we, <laughs> we are super excited for Claire's season two. Yes. I, I do have a question. Does Ryan still have the bucket hat? Oh my God, you guys. So Good question. after the show, it, oh yeah, it's here. So after the show, <laughs> um, we were talking about it and actually a couple people have sent him screenshots of him on TV with the bucket oh, hat. And so they're like, awesome. you need to change your profile picture. So <laughs> we went into his closet he and Blakesley and I, and we got the bucket hat and she took it to the beach the next day. We have a little, we have a little lake with a beach. Um, she took it to the beach the next day and I did like a little photo shoot. I haven't posted a picture of it yet, but Oh my God, she was so cute in the freaking you bucket hat. You have to post it. It's between the bucket hat and the poetry. Ryan would have had me too. I, I, I loved it all. The bucket hat is making a comeback. 
Yeah, I, I think, know. I think it, like it was Kevin went. Astrid's fiance, who was wearing one, maybe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was wearing one the other day. The way it's it's funny that you bring up Kevin, and and it's not just the firefighter thing. There's something very when I was Similar. watching it, they they're very having. I haven't been a, around Ryan, but I've been around yeah. Kevin, and there's something very similar to them. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. I don't know what I've it is. Not not too. an appearance, but just the way that they are. Yeah. and and Kevin's great, and I can tell Ryan is too. But I there's something though that we were talking about before that I want to ask you. Okay, I can be deemed as a tad negative at times <laughs> when it comes to talking about the franchise, but it's something that you said that I think is why when I speak about these newer seasons, it comes off that way. And we can all say this, but I feel because it worked for me, I feel extremely protective over this mm. process because I know it can work and I know it is very real, even if it is a TV show. And so I think when I'm critiquing some of the newer things that I see, it's because I'm defensive because I'm like, this is real. Stop making a joke of it. Stop playing around with this. This is a real yeah. thing. Do you feel that way when you watch the show sometimes in these in these later seasons? Because I'm just like, you guys, stop it. It's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it I, I I know I get criticized for it so much, but coming from, you know, the the person who set the bar so high for all of us and paved the way and set an example. Do you feel that sometimes? Like, like this process is your baby? Oh, yeah, for sure. The show is part of me. It's part of my history. It's the reason that I have my family. So I am, that's a perfect word, Rachel, is protective. I, I definitely get offended. And I feel like a lot of the times I try to be real and and speak my mind but at the same time I feel like all of you are my little babies and (laughs) and so I'm protective not only over the show and them like kind of treating the show right um and and being invested in it as I was and being there for the truly for the right reasons for the love um Mm -hmm. But I'm also really protective over everybody who's been on the show. And um, because I feel like we are all a family and I know that people have joked and said fairy godmother and I've even been called grandmother by Who calls someone. your grandmother? Oh, I'm, I, I won't say her name, but um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I know. I'm, I yeah. apologize on behalf of Thank whoever you. that was. <laughs> you don't let me, yeah. Tristan, don't let me find out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You are, if you're a grandmother, geez. So I was like, I'll be well, one too. Grandmother, no, but I'll be called a fairy godmother any day. Um, I love that. So, you know, I, I have been called those things and I really do take those to heart. Like I, Yes, I was there in the beginning and no, the plan wasn't for me to like be, you know, around for this long, the show for be around this long and for me to be called the fairy godmother. Like that was never an intention back then, but because that's kind of how things have happened, um, I definitely, I take ownership of it. I love it. I, I love this part of my story of who I am. And I, I, I maybe don't like everyone in the franchise and I haven't For met sure. like 90% of them probably, but, um, 
but I, I love them all because we are all connected and, Mm -hmm. and this crazy discombobulated family. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely am very protective over the show, the, the way that people talk about it, um, and everyone involved. Trissa, I will say you have not only have you paved the way for us other bachelorettes, but you have been one of the most consistent, kind, caring people within the franchise and within uh, like all of the contestants and leads group together. You have been one of the most standout people, especially to me and especially during this crazy year of 2020 with everything going on to always check in on all of the bachelorettes to see yep. how we're doing to reach out and call us. And that's something that I definitely cannot say for a lot of people that come from the show. That's something really, really special. And it's interesting because I feel so lucky to have been, you know, I was the 14th bachelorette. And so I had 13 of you reaching out beforehand and reaching out after to check in on me and to give me advice and to be someone that I can lean on through all of this. And, and now luckily, you know, we've been able to do that with Claire as well before she went off on her journey. So do you feel like in a way, since you were the very first, like if you could have had somebody be where you are to, to me and to Rachel, what would, what advice would you have wanted before you became the lead before you were put into that position? Oh gosh. Uh, I would have wanted to know everything, all the details. Um, and we knew nothing, you know, going mm-hmm. in, it was a totally new show. Um, there were, there were no, um, uh, for the right reasons. There was no, there were none of the, the God, I'm having bad word day right now. Um, <laughs> it's my life. Don't worry. <laughs> Every day. It always happens to me. So, um, I, I feel like there was nothing for us to base our behavior on. And now people come in and they're like, I think they think of themselves like, I'm going to be the next bachelor. I'm going to yep. be the villain. I'm going to be. I'm going to be Trista. They pattern oh. themselves after <laughs> bachelorettes too. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, so they had, we had nothing to go off of. So I would have loved just honestly, any information. I crave information. I, <laughs> think knowledge is power and I would have really, really been thankful to have anything, any information. Um, although, you know, looking back, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty, and not having anything, maybe it was a good thing because I went into it completely myself and genuine. And I, and, and that was important to me to be who I was and not, um, act like someone else and maybe that happens nowadays do you guys Mm -hmm. think that like they probably come in and think i'm i have this person like like whomever that they are trying to act like and especially with social media Mm -hmm. and comparing ourselves to everyone you know so important because so many people ask and i'm sure you our audience who listens to this they ask I'm, I want to apply for the bachelor. What What did you do? What can I do? And what you said is so important because you you were just yourself. That's the only person you knew how to be and you weren't trying to yeah. be anyone else. I felt that same way. I hadn't watched it before. So I think right. the best advice you can give anyone coming in, and unfortunately Claire's not listening to this, but she knows because she's talked to mm-hmm. all of us. She knows. <laughs> um, she knows. She knows. That girl knows exactly who she is, what she wants, what she's going after. But right. I would say to people, and this isn't just a pl- in uh, in regards to Bachelor, but just life in general, 
yeah, maybe have a role model, maybe have somebody you look to because you value what they value or you look up to them for certain things that they've done. But at the end of the day, we're all uniquely and beautifully made. You have a story to tell that's different from anyone else's. And if you lead with that, that's going to be your best chance into getting on this show and then into succeeding on the show. Period. That's that's really the Mm -hmm. case. Um, Oh, shoot. I was going to ask you something about your season. I keep going back to your season because it's just, sorry, it's just the season, the type of season I want to see. I love it. Well, I want to know, go, like, playing okay, off no, of this ask her, because, ask her, because I'm thinking. Because okay. you, you didn't have, like, there wasn't a rule book for you. You just went in saying, like, I want to find the person who I fall in love with, who I'm compatible with. Like, and watching that back, you know, even though it was several years ago, like, it's, it was so refreshing to be able to rewatch you and to just see you. You were just you, as Rachel was saying. You, you didn't go off of anything. You had no one you could compare it to. So you just did what you thought in your heart and in your gut was best. So yeah. n- knowing that you did, you couldn't really play off of anyone and didn't have any bachelorettes before you, is there anything watching your season back that you wished you would not have done that you maybe regret? There is something that I regret and I've talked about it a lot over the years. So this is the same answer if people have heard it before. But on the very first Bachelor, I was, I point blank asked Alex who he would choose if he had to choose then. And it was like two nights before the final rose ceremony. And of course he's going to say me, of course. I mean, what guy in their right mind is not going to say the girl that he's looking at, you know, in that, in that moment. So he said me, so I went into the final rose ceremony thinking I'm getting engaged. This is like the biggest moment of my life. This is crazy. And I didn't, and I was heartbroken and all the things. Um, so when I was the bachelorette, I went into it thinking Alex had all this time with us. Yes. It was only six weeks back in the day, but it was six weeks of solely focusing on our relationship. And so we had all this time and at the very end, he thought he was going to choose me and then he didn't choose me. So that tells me, Oh my gosh, like I need to hold my cards close to my chest even more, more so than before. Because I don't know what kind of deal breaker I will hear about or if something will happen and my mind will be changed, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in The Bachelorette and Ryan is professing his love to me um, through notes, through, yes, through poems, but he handed me a note um, when the cameras weren't around. We were in the car. He was saying goodbye um, in Vail at his hometown. And he handed me this note and I literally went into the bathroom in my hotel room because I thought that my hotel room was bugged with um, video <laughs> and, and cameras. I thought the same um, thing. I still, I was like, I was so paranoid, you guys, so paranoid. So I went into the bathroom and I'm reading this note and he tells me that he's falling in love with me. And, and he continued to after that, you know, he, he needed, as you probably know, he, it, this show is definitely way out of his comfort zone still is to this day. He didn't watch the other night. He won't watch in the future just because it is an uncomfortable thing for him. Sure. And, and I fully respect that. Um, but he was telling me that he was falling in love with me and I didn't give him any inclination. I mean, with my body language, I felt like I did, you know, I was very like, very affectionate in, in public, in person, whatever. And I thought that he could gander from that, that I was falling in love with him too, but I never said the words. I never gave him 
the, uh, what's the word? Um, the reassurance. Thank you. The reassurance mm-hmm. that um, I was in it and, and it was him. But I just, even up to the last minute, I wanted to be sure that I was making the right decision. And so I didn't want to do kind of what Ben Higgins did and tell two people that I was falling in love with them. I didn't even want to tell one person I was falling in love with them because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't want my mind to be changed in some way, shape or form and then have to backtrack and hurt yeah. his feelings like I had been hurt on The Bachelor. So that's a, that's a big regret of mine. I feel like he deserved to know where my head was at. And, and with the advice that I give anyone who asks me to date, I say, just be true to yourself, really, really listen to your gut and go with uh, whatever your gut is telling you. Um, But give in to your emotions, give in to expressing those emotions and being vulnerable and sharing Maybe not to the point of telling two people that you love them. (laughs) Something that you said made me think of when I was watching you on Alex's season is the way he described you. It was like Trista's the cool girl that I could never get. And and he had the, like he said, he had a big crush on you. You made him nervous. He was so infatuated with you because in real life, he probably was like, I'll never get a Trista, which I laughed because Fast forward to nowadays, I always say the guys now, the reason a lot of these relationships don't work is because they pick the girl they could never get in real life. They pick the girl mm-hmm. who's their dream girl, not who makes sense and who works in real life. That's not the question that I was going to ask you, though. I, I remember it now. Okay. I feel like I'm learning Bachelor history as we go. But I thought about this when I was watching. So how many, one, how many Bachelors were before your season? Because at the time you left Alex's season, were they ever talking to you about a bachelorette? And then when you did find out, were you just completely shocked? Because I, I, I'm very so, curious as to how much time passed. So there were two bachelors. Um, okay. Just Alex and Aaron Berge was the second. <laughs> no they idea. They asked. <laughs> what? You don't you no know who that is. is. I've never heard that's that okay. name before. That's okay. He's kind of disappeared too. He, okay. um, I believe he lives in Missouri uh, or Kansas. Um, he's a pilot. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there were two bachelors and I found out, um, I was watching the finale in New York with a bunch of my friends of the bachelor and, uh, and slice called me and during the finale, like I remember having to kind of go away from, you know, where everyone was sitting and, and take the call. And he said, um, are you liking watching the show? And then he was like, what do you think about being the bachelorette? And I was like, really? That'd be but, so but this, no but this hadn't been talked about. Like this was. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think they talked about it um, yeah. during, during the bachelor. It okay. was never, I feel That's like so a lot cool. of people these days go on the show thinking, Oh, if it doesn't work out with them, then maybe I'll be the bachelor or maybe Absolutely. I'll be the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And back then that was, definitely not not a thought in any of our minds um and and I don't remember ever it being a conversation with the with the producers about the possibility it was just in that moment and that's why I had the reaction that I did because it was like such a surprise Mm -hmm. um and for him to be thinking about me as the bachelorette like I just felt like wow 
this is so cool. this is crazy. Why would you want me? And um, it was it was very humbling, but super fun and exciting too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I just I was thinking about that as I was watching, and I just think it's so cool. I can't imagine there not even being a show, and we're like, guess what? We're gonna launch an entire show off of you i mean my, yeah. it, it's just it just goes to say what the franchise the creator of the show everyone thought about you as a person which we're now very lucky to get to know as well it mm-hmm. all makes it i i get it i want to show off you too you were honestly probably the best woman to kickstart the bachelorette journey honestly like you. you held your own, you were, it's like, and like who you are in real life. And, and when we talk to you and I've gotten to know you throughout this past year, like that is still you when we watched you back on the screen. Uh, we do have a game that I want to get into, but before that, I need to ask you because I ask all of the bachelorettes this question. Um, and I asked Claire this, even though she hasn't started her journey yet, but she's about to. And yeah. do you still wake up or like pinch yourself in moments and say like, I cannot believe I was the bachelorette. So even talking to you guys today, I, it like humbles me. I feel like I'm a dinosaur. I feel like I'm ancient. I feel like, and maybe it's because there are a lot of times when I'm not necessarily included in stuff, which, um, you know, kind of reinforces my insecurities about being super old and, and they'll have, you know, more recent people because those people are the people who everyone watching knows, you know, most of our, the demographic who watch the show now are way younger. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like um, maybe a lot of people can't relate to me just because I'm at a different part point in my life, you know? So um Oh gosh. What was the question, Becca? <laughs> do you pitch yourself? Do you yeah, pitch if you, yourself? If you still wake yes, up and you're like, huh, yes, I can't I believe I was on track. <laughs> For sure. Um, I, I do all the time in talking to you guys and doing good morning America. Like they, they still want to talk to me. Like that is shocking to me. I, um, being part of the reunion was, Oh, I just, loved that Mm -hmm. that day that weekend with everyone because as I've said I feel super connected to everyone who has been on the show we've all been through this rare opportunity and and life to me is all about human connection it it is all about the relationships that I hold the people in my life and the fact that I get to call you guys friends who I've watched on my televisions, you know, like it is, <laughs> it's really fun for me. So yes, I pinch myself all the time and I'm just incredibly grateful for the experience, not only um, because I've met my husband and created a family from the show, um, yeah. but because I get to connect with all of you. Very well said, because mm-hmm. the experience is so much more than you think it is. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I never knew I'd make friends. I never knew I would, you know, fall in love. And I never knew yeah. that I would have this community with the Bachelorettes, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I... Oh, oh go ahead, keep, Becca. No, 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 keep going. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and I, I give that, honestly, Trista, to you, because 
I was I was uncomfortable, and I've talked about this before coming into the, to the reunion, just because I felt uncomfortable being the only person of color. But yeah. by the end of it, I was like, just felt so <laughs> welcomed, and I wasn't even thinking about that. And then, like, you jump-starting the group chat and the community that we have there. Like Becca said, you're reaching out in 2020. Mm-hmm. You've reached out, me mul- reached out to me multiple times about, like, what's going on to Black people in the country, and it's really, really meant a lot. So, I mean, it's just this this sisterhood is is one of the most beautiful things out of all of this. And I, I think agree. that's why I hate when I see yes. seasons where there's just so much cattiness shown between the women. Because yeah. it really mm-hmm. is. The, the key to survival, and Beck and I have talked about this, to the show, to finding your husband even at the end, or wife, is... That um, having the sisterhood, brotherhood within the community in the house, because they will uplift you and support you and push you forward. If you don't have yeah. that, mm-hmm. you will not succeed on the show. Right. Uh, okay. I could keep talking. That could, I you, you, wanted yeah, you wanted to say something. You wanted to say something. I want you to have your point. Sorry. I know. <laughs> you guys are giving me full body chills because... The fact that, like, we, season one, 13, and 14, the fact that we're having this conversation, that we have this bond is so special. And I feel kind of bad for our listeners out there who, like, can't be part of, like, within this conversation. I just want to wrap you girls up and hug you because it is a sisterhood. And, uh, like, when you go on the show, you think, okay, I'm going to live with 30-some girls and I'll, I'll hopefully make friends with some of them. But the fact that, like, we all came from different seasons at different times and and can form these friendships and these bonds is something so special and so yeah. uh, to follow up to what you just said Rachel you know the the key to not surviving the show but to really embrace it for all that it is and soak it all in is is to form those friendships and you never know who you're going to meet coming from you never it. know you never so. know okay mm-hmm. we got to let um, your kids get back to Fortnite. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up really quickly with the game. But, um, okay, so the game that we're going to play, I, I does it have a name? Yeah, we're going to call it OG or Newbie. So the way this is going to work is you are known to everybody as the ultimate OG. Uh, and And by the way, when we say OG, we are not talking about original grandma because I am still mad at whoever freaking had the nerve to say that to you. OG as an original gangsta of the Bachelor world. And while most of us will agree that OGs are always better, you know, some people might argue that newbies can hold their own as well. So we're going to play a game, OG or newbie. So here are the rules. When we name an OG, or we will name an OG and a newbie across various categories, and you have to choose whether you'd prefer the classic or the newer version. Mm -hmm. Are... I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's it's you good. go with your gut. First thing that comes <laughs> to your mind. Okay, Becca Becca can kick it off. Okay, so to kick it off, we have to obviously start with The Bachelor. So we are giving you Alex Michelle or Peter Weber. Oh, God. Okay, so am I choosing these people as like, I think that they were a better Bachelor or yes. a better person mm-hmm. or what? Better Bachelor. All we won't above. have you. We won't have you get all into the, <laughs> into the weeds of it. Just a better Bachelor. Who was a better Bachelor? Better Bachelor. Um, I, I, Peter. Sorry, sorry. Really? Interesting. <laughs> but it is your I, so I, it's, it, that's a tough one to start with. Yeah, I mean, he he was the first, and he like like any of us on the first Bachelor, we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But but still. It was the oversized suit coats, right? That's why you went with Peter. Oversized 
Oh so so funny. I, I die at watching Chris Harrison. Um okay, Batman's Michael Keaton or Christian Bale? Oh my gosh. Michael Ke- okay, Christian Bale was the newer one, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta go with Michael Keaton, sorry. Um OG. Um yeah, okay. I, I I hate how they change like every single time a new movie comes out, there's a new mm-hmm. Batman. Like, just stick with the originals. <laughs> well, this is going to be a really good one for you because we're playing off of that. Uh, we're going to give you three choices here. But for A Star is Born, we have Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand, or Lady Gaga. Okay, so I have not seen the original Star is Borns. Um so I have to go with Lady, Lady Gaga just because it's the only one I've seen. And mm-hmm. holy cow, was she not phenomenal in that movie? Phenomenal. Yes. She, I don't think anyone could beat no. her. I cried. I haven't cried like that since Titanic in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like publicly. It was, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Okay. James Bond. We got Sean Connery or Daniel Craig. You didn't even need to say Daniel Craig. Sean Connery is my end-all, mm-hmm. be-all James Bond. Yeah. Love yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't beat that. Okay, we'll switch it up from movies. We're going to go to social media. I already know what, how Rachel would answer this, but we have Facebook or TikTok. Oh, I can't do TikTok. So I just took my daughter off of TikTok. Um, Good. It's a whole long story <laughs> that you guys definitely don't want to listen to, but... Um, it's just a touch uh, mature for an 11 year old. And originally when she came to me and said she wanted it, I didn't even want her to be on it. But um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of TikTok right mm-hmm. now as a mom. Trista, I'm, I'm 30 and it's a tad bit old for me. Like it's too mature it's, for me seeing those dance moves. I'm like, I, I think I should be with your daughter and just delete my account. I get I'm it. I'm not into it. We deleted her account. We had a big discussion about it. I mean, that's a talk for another another time. Guys, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, not to be too political, but they're saying they're getting information from this app. Like, it's a big mm-hmm. deal. The U.S. is talking about banning it. So, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just I saying. know. Do you know what? We were. I was sitting in Blakesley's room with her the other day, and um, I think she was watching YouTube, and there was a YouTube, like, little box that was talking about how TikTok may be banned. And she was like, well, good thing we deleted it. We deleted it before it. <laughs> that a girl. She's taking all the credit now. <laughs> we, that's right. We deleted it. I, side note for all of our listeners, uh, Blakesley actually came to the Bachelorette reunion last year. And she was like our 15th Bachelorette because Hannah Brown wasn't there because she was filming. And it was so fun. She's the sweetest. Like, Yeah, she is. Sh- and I just love the bond that you guys have. She loves you guys. And honestly, what I love now, it's like kind of a full circle thing is like she I, I love that you guys are these great role models for my daughter, you know, not even t- taking me out of it. I love that people that I adore, she adores, too. So Aww. she's great. Honorary bachelorette with us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Late night host, Johnny Carson, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, my God. That's hard because Johnny Carson, holy cow. Yeah. I used to love watching him um, when my parents would let me when I was little. <laughs> but I do. I love Jimmy Kimmel. So funny story. Before we got married, we went on his show and he hands us an envelope 
as his like wedding present and it was full of cash <laughs> stop are you serious why did this end he was like i'm like your uncle jimmy and i'm just gonna hand you an envelope full of cash did you keep some of it all of it like hanging out the fridge he gave us all like it wasn't a joke like he was just uh, like there you go I would have, I would have been stuffing it in my purse. See, Uncle Jimmy. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Uncle Jimmy. I love That's, that. I actually, I made a bet to. with him, and uh, I won ten dollars. And so to this day, it's hanging on my fridge. I'm, I will never spend the ten dollars. That's so funny. You've never spent it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he is like the fun uncle that like sneaks you money under the table. <laughs> All right, okay. I want to get to this one because we love our singers. So, country diva, the OG Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift? Oh. Dolly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Gotta go with Hands Dolly. Down. I mean, nine to five, I could sing that whole song to you right now. <laughs> I just love her. She's, she's amazing. I, nothing bad against Taylor Swift. I, I mean, she's, she's T-Swift, um, and I love her too, but... I got to go with the OG on You got to go with the legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dolly's still doing it. Okay, this is going to be the last one. And before I ask you, um, do you watch American Idol or Real Housewife? Housewives. Either. Okay, so this question doesn't make sense. Fine, I'll just go with burgers. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, go with food. <laughs> burgers. In and out or Shake Shack? Oh, if only we had an In-N-Out, but In-N-Out is not in Colorado. And please, I live in a tiny resort town. We don't have anything besides Walmart and Wendy's. So um, (laughs) when we go to Denver, it's all about Shake Shack. It's right down the street from my in-laws house. So got to go with Shake Shack until In-N-Out comes to Colorado. I agree with you on that one. Shake Shack has more options though. They That's do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because in and out, they just have the burgers, right? I have always said that my last meal, um, if I was on death row and I had to pick a last meal, it would be it would be a burger and fries and a and a milkshake. So, well, I'm choice. so glad we asked you that question. Then forget American Idol and Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> now I know we're all going to go on our bachelorette date is to the in and out. <laughs> That's very <laughs> casual. Do it. Oh, Trista, this has been so great. Long overdue, as we said mm-hmm. at the beginning. But thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for all that you continue to do for the franchise. And thank you so much for being an example for us, for young women, for future bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yes, you are the OG. We love you. You are not only a bachelorette in our eyes, but such a good friend. So thank you, Trista. We love you. <laughs> I just thought love about you. something. There's a <laughs> thank reason. Thank you so much. There's a reason that the women have been more successful at this at the men, not just because women do it better. That is true. But we had you to set an example and pave mm-hmm. the way. They had Alex. Period. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, good point. I love that. But very true. Can't wait to tell Ryan that you said that. So thank you. Um, you guys are the best. Thanks, I, I absolutely love this. And anytime you want to talk, you know, my phone is always... Mm-hmm open for you how much do you freaking love trista i love her and i and we and we know what's up because we have our own personal and bachelorette relationships with her but what i love Mm -hmm. is that 
everybody's getting to know her. You know, mm-hmm. the, this new audience. It's funny, these new audience, they don't know me. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe they started on your season or not even you if they came in with Peter and Hannah or Colton because of the fence. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun, I think. And I just think it's beautiful that people can see where all of this started. Mm-hmm. Like with all this greatest seasons ever, it's Trista's that we needed to see from the beginning. Yes, 1000%. She, she, like, just listening to her and talking to her, that is who she is. We saw it on the big screen. America's finally getting to re-see it. But she is just... Honestly, one of the kindest, most vibrant souls. And I'm so happy that she was the one to pave the way for us all. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you know, Claire's still filming, so we still have her season. But there's only 15 of us people. So go back. If you haven't seen some of the first seasons, go back and watch these badass women. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Rachel, as always, that was such a fun episode. And thanks to you all for hanging out because we can't wait to see what name you help us decide on for our new Bachelor Happy Hour listeners name. So make sure to check out our Instagram at Bachelor Happy Hour. And the poll is actually going to go live today. So check it out. Vote, vote, vote. I mean, not only vote in this, but in real life too. But today we need a name. So keep writing to us because we love to hear from you. Okay, guys, and as always, make sure you follow us on Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram, at Batch Happy Hour on Facebook and Twitter, and make sure. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 